Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is episode 15, choosing platforms for your personal brand. Hello and welcome to the Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor, and friend Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding, and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, All About Business and Mindset, hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Erin May Henry Show. I'm so incredibly grateful to have you here joining me today to talk about I'm going to say one of the most common questions that I get asked, not just from my audience and my clients, but every single time I'm being interviewed, guaranteed, this is one of the questions comes up that comes up. And I'm surprised that I haven't spoken about it on the podcast yet. So what we're going to be talking about today is when you are trying to build your personal brand, when you're trying to grow your business, when you're trying to build a community, what platforms should you be focusing on? Honestly, this is such an intricate question, and this is probably going to be an in-depth chat because not only am I going to be talking to you and giving you my two-step process for choosing the perfect platform for your personal brand, that was so much alliteration, but I'm also going to be talking to you about each individual of the content and social media platforms so that you can make the best, most informed decision about which of these platforms is going to suit you and the growth of your own personal brand. So make sure you have a pen and paper handy or you're able to come back to this episode when you're able to take some notes. But this is definitely going to be a training that you do not want to miss and you want to stay to the end so that you can get all of the information. This is the exact training that I actually take my Game Changer Collective students through and my clients that do work with me one-on-one. This is all of the knowledge that I have about the platforms and I'm going to be going through in a very obviously broad sense and you can take all of this information and 
tailor it to you, tailor it to you and your specific brand, your needs, your specialization and your goals so that you know where you need to be putting your attention to. So you're not just scattering around on social media, running around like a headless chook, trying to be everywhere for everyone doing everything. This is how you're really going to get down to the nitty gritty and be where your audience is and be able to grow more effectively. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Just a little plug here, because obviously this episode is all about social media. So if you are not following me on my Instagram, then I would absolutely love for you to come join me over there. That's where you really get the behind the scenes at how I'm building my brand. I share not only the things that I'm thinking about, the tactics that I'm using, the tools that I'm using, but also like behind the scenes of my business. I share how much money I'm making, where my expenses are, you know, what I'm spending my money on in my business and everything in between. So definitely come join me on Instagram at Erin May Henry. And also if you're not a member of the May Collective group, then I would love you to join us on Facebook over there. That is the most diverse, unique, amazing group of women that I have ever been a part of in my life. And I'm so grateful And really, if you want to gain support for the growth of your personal brand and your business, then the May Collective is definitely the place you need to be. So I'd love for you to join me on both of those platforms. But now let's get into talking about what is going to be the best platform for you. So the first thing when it comes to choosing where you need to be putting your attention to on social media and in the online space is that You need to be thinking about your audience. And I know that I harp on about research like I'm obsessed with it beyond measure, and that's because I am. You need to be really going out and researching your audience and knowing exactly where they are. You know, not being where your audience is, is like you trying to host a party at a completely different venue to where your guests are actually at. It's going to be super awkward for you. You're probably going to waste your money, your time and your effort because you could have just gone to the right venue and had a much better time if you knew where your audience was rather than sitting there by yourself, feeling rejected, taking it personally, feeling lonely because you're just in the wrong space. So you have to figure out exactly where your audience are. Now, There's an extra level on this. Obviously, you can pioneer the shit out of, you know, personal branding and take a completely different specialization to a new space. And a lot of people have success with that. But in the beginning, I think you're going to have a lot more success if you know where your audience are, you know. There are different demographics of people using different platforms predominantly. Now, that's not to say that someone who's hanging out in Facebook groups most of their time doesn't check their Instagram regularly, but the people who are in that really receptive state, you know, most people have a preference of which platform that they like to spend their time on or what they like to do on each of those individual platforms. So you really have to think about your specialization, your brand, your business, what it is that you're marketing yourself around and where your audience are going to be most receptive to that information. So let's look at an example. If you are a health coach and you are trying to you know, sell your health packages, sell your nutrition plans, sell your workout guides. So many people who are trying to lose weight, so many people who are in the, you know, weight loss mindset and they're really trying to shred for summer or their wedding or whatever, they are going to YouTube and they're looking for workout videos. Maybe 
Beyond that, even, you know, there are a lot of mums who are trying to lose their post baby weight and they're getting support from other mums on Facebook group. They're sharing with the other mums in their network and their community all of the products and workouts and, you know, things that they've tried that have worked for them and they're reviewing them and they're talking about them. You need to be there to be able to respond to that conversation. So it really is thinking about where your audience is. And the question that I get always asked on this is, well, how do I actually feel? figure that out. And the answer is ridiculously simple. You speak to people, you identify who is in your audience, you identify some people within your target audience, and you go up to them and approach them and ask them whether they're people in your current network, whether they're people who follow you, whether they're people who are friends of friends or friends of family, whether they're randoms on LinkedIn or I don't know. I don't care. They might be randoms in the street for all I know. You've just got to be a little bit tenacious in the accumulation of this information and don't stop until you actually have a clear understanding of where your particular audience are. Those people exist. You just have to find them. And the best thing is that you're probably going to find them on the platform that they're hanging out on. So that just gives you an answer anyway, without even having to chat to them. So really, really take the time to find out where your audience are hanging out and particularly what they are doing on each of those platforms. Now, The problem when I hear a lot of people talking about choosing a platform to grow their business is that they give this piece of advice and this piece of advice only. They tell you to find out where your audience is and be there. But I actually have an extra step on this, which I think is even more important. You have to enjoy the platform that you are creating content on. It has to be a platform that reflects your uniqueness, your personal brand, your personal style, your personal image, your passions, your authentic personality, your vulnerability. The platform that you choose, it has to be one that you are able to grow into a level of comfortability on. You know, it's you're always going to have fear at the beginning, so I don't want you to like get confused with, oh, this is scaring me, so I'm not going to do it with something that actually could grow into something that you thrive off of. So separate fear and nerves with, you know, actually not liking something, but you have to find a platform that lets the unique you show, you know, maybe you're just not that great at speaking. Maybe you can't get your thoughts into words and to be able to articulate them. And, you know, you're probably not going to choose a podcast then. Maybe you're better at being super creative through imagery or design, and maybe a blog, a photography blog, or an Instagram or a Pinterest or something is going to better suit your needs. Now, I know the question that I always get asked after this is what if there's a confliction between where my audience are and where I am most going to thrive? And my suggestion to this is, and I know this is much of it's, it's a much more longer way around it, but it's to do both, right? It's to kind of suffer the consequences. And that was a really bad choice of words there, not suffer the consequences, but it's, it's kind of buck up a little bit and try to build that audience on the platform that they are and then move them to the platform where you're going to be able to thrive most. So just to gain a little bit of skill and to kind of suck it up for a little while and to build the audience where they are and then say, Hey guys, this is a really great party over here, but I've got this extra awesome party going on over here. I'm moving that audience over to somewhere where you are really going to thrive. Maybe you just don't really love making YouTube videos, but you know, all of those, um, you know, fitness people who are trying to lose weight are on 
YouTube, you just don't thrive on the video production process, then you can build that audience up there and then say, hey guys, you know, I've got this amazing blog. Maybe we can hang out over here. So it it does take time regardless. It's going to take time to find out where your audience is. It's going to take time for you to gain the skills regardless of whether you've got natural charisma on a platform or not. You still need to learn stuff. It's still going to be an evolutionary process. You're not going to be Steven Spielberg on day one on YouTube or, you know, Oprah on your podcast. So don't have these really high expectations of yourself. Realize that you're going to get better over time, but figure out where your audience are, figure out where you're going to thrive and then start to create content on those platforms. Now, in a second, we're actually going to talk about all the individual platforms, but the next thing that you really need to consider is that beyond just figuring out where your audience is, you need to have two different types of primary platforms. You need to have a rich content platform and you need to have a community building platform. So what this actually means is you need to have a platform that's going to allow you to create rich content, content that is extremely valuable, entertaining, informational, opinion orientated, you know, stuff that's actually going to inform people to put you in that industry leader position to actually position you in the front of their minds as someone to trust and know and like. But you also need to have a platform where they can connect with you on a deeper level, that you can let them into the behind the scenes of your brand and your business and your personality, and they can get to know you and then to have that alignment of values with you. You know, I always talk about alignment of values. We gravitate towards people who are of like to us, people who we resonate with. And if you're just putting out really super informational podcasts, that's great, But people also want to get to know you, you know, to really have people to, you know, to really be able to convert sales and for people to buy into your story and for people to want to rave about you to their families and friends, they have to be able to connect you with you on a deeper level. So you need a community building platform. So, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. I think we know when it comes to rich content, the main three types there are for you to choose from are going to be video podcasting, so video or audio, and then written, which is generally going to come in the form of a blog. And yes, of course, there's massive crossover with this. Like for example, Facebook, you could pretty much nail all three of these, but I still think having either a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel that has high shareability, you know, I can email this episode to my Nana if I wanted to, um, or a video that I've seen, I can blast out onto my social media platforms and say, Hey, this was really great. It moved me. You want to be able to have one of those platforms that's got high shareability, you know, going viral or even having a piece of content seen by thousands more than it generally would be because it was just amazing and touched a lot of people. And it was shared by a lot of people is really a great way to grow your brand ultimately. And if you're just doing things on your personal profile on Facebook, you know, quite often that's not going to have the same impact. So definitely think about that rich content and choosing either a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel. So let's dive deep first into the main platforms in which you can really utilize a blog, a YouTube channel, or a podcast. So Obviously, a YouTube channel or video content, YouTube is going to be the best option for you. YouTube is the second largest search engine behind Google. And you know that Google is pushing YouTube videos before any other video because they're basically brother and sister. They're basically one in the same. I don't know. They've morphed. They're cat dog. Anyway... YouTube is going to be the best video platform for you to choose from because of the massive searchability factor on YouTube. You know, there is 
hundreds of thousands of people like every minute logging on and searching for things on YouTube. And recent studies have shown that educational content is one of the most searched for on YouTube. By educational, we're talking about those how-tos. So if you are in any type of industry where you can visually represent education, educational content and that you yourself are going to thrive on video... And the particular audience that you have have time to watch YouTube videos or are spending time on YouTube, then that is a great place for you to start. Now, the good thing is there is a very large demographic of people on YouTube, more so than any of the other platforms. Pretty much anyone and everyone, kind of like Facebook, everyone, everyone, and their cat and their dog and their grandma are on YouTube at one point or another. Even if it's that they're not subscribed to a whole bunch of channels, if they need something, they still will jump on there and search, or they'll jump onto Google and those videos are going to come up in that search result as well. So YouTube is a phenomenal platform. Now, now I know a lot of people are scared to start YouTube channels because of the mass amounts of competition on YouTube, but Please do not get me wrong in thinking that I'm telling you, you need to become a YouTuber. We don't have to be the next, you know, Tyler Oakley or My Life is Ava or any of those. That's not what it's about here. If you're starting a business, you just want to build a loyal, engaged following and one that can access you informationally and entertainingly that they're both probably not even words, but anyway, and you know, you have a place that you can direct them to content that you have created and you know, it's not about growing a massive following or getting the 100,000 subscriber plaque. It's just about having a place that you can deliver content. So stop thinking about being a YouTuber and just, you know, think of it as a place for you to host your video content for your audience. So YouTube is absolutely amazing and it's really, really great for you to get that video content out there. Obviously, beyond that is audio. So podcasting is going to be your best way to get audio content out there. You absolutely can create your own kind of audio clips and sound bites and things like that. But a podcast is just, you know, it's thriving at the moment. Gary Vaynerchuk has said over and over again that podcasting, he predicts anyway, is going to, you know, pretty much take over video in the coming years in terms of consumption, where people are getting their information from. feels like we've gone full circle from like radio to TV to video, now back to audio. But anyway, a lot of people are consuming podcast and audio content. I believe that this is best for people who have super informative and educational content. You know, YouTube, you can get a little bit more creative and entertaining. Podcast, you are limited to just yourself and a microphone speaking. So the people that are listening are looking for more in-depth information. There aren't those other visual cues yet to kind of back up the entertainment value of a podcast. Now, that's not to say you can't be funny, quirky, charismatic, but you know, you, if you really have those in-depth topics as a part of your brand, then a podcast is going to be really, really great for you. Now, the people who are consuming podcast content are, again, a very large demographic of people, but you've got to think about the psychology of when people are are consuming content. A lot of people who have parts of their lives where they're super on the go, you know, a lot of people who are commuting to nine to five jobs, a lot of parents, a lot of people who are students. Recent studies have also shown that podcasting audiences are more educated and more affluent. So it's really, really great if you have those in-depth teaching topics and your audience are ones that are really ready to invest in themselves. They're ready to, they're, you know, they're ambitious. They're trying to create a better life for themselves, whether it's in their health and fitness, their relationships, 
relationships, their business, their mindset, people who are seeking more out of life rather than just, you know, a mindlessly numbing piece of education. Uh, entertaining content, they actually want to better themselves in some way. And if your audience falls into that category and you feel like you can really represent yourself well with audio, then a podcast is going to be great for you. Now, the final one on this is blogging. Blogging is a little bit less in the popularity department. Let's just say it's probably like, you know, the Gretchen Wiener of the group. Um, She's still pretty cool, but not, not the most popular. Let's just say that. Anyway, where I see blogging to be most Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Most effective these days is for people who are really in that kind of B2B situation. So if you are an agency, if you're a freelancer of some sort and you really are targeting bigger businesses or small or medium-sized businesses and you want to connect with people on LinkedIn and things like that, then blogging is still going to be a great resource for you to create high informational products or to you know show off your skills, whether it be design, photography, or anything like that. Now, a lot of research has shown that the majority of people admit to skimming through blog podcasts. So if you really are trying to educate or inform people, there has to be a strategic way that you go about it. If blogging is going to be your choice, using a lot of images, using really great headings, using breakup of the blog. So not actually just having a huge chunk of an essay, but breaking it down into sections, but we're not going to get into blog kind of strategies and tools here. What you've just got to understand if you really, really want to empower and convert people, blogging, isn't going to be as effective as say audio or visual, but if you're an amazing writer or if you have some amazing aesthetic skills that you can really bring to the table and you think that the best way in which you're going to be able to represent that is through a blog post, then go ahead. Now, one thing that I'd like to mention here is blog posts most effective feature is its SEO. So if you have a website and you're trying to get regular traffic to your website because maybe you're selling products or programs or services or even product uh, like physical products, then blog posts are going to be really great because regular updates to your website is a really great SEO tool as well as obviously just getting people there through that shareability. So if you are creating YouTube videos or podcasts, then embedding them into a blog post is going to be a blog post, blog post, blog post is going to be a really, really great strategy for you also. But having the blog by itself might not be the most effective thing, but if you feel that you're your, because due to your research, you understand that no, your audience is still consuming, very much consuming blogs and that that's where you're going to thrive most because of your writing skills, or as I said, your aesthetic skills, your writing, uh, your photos or your photography or your design or something like that, then go ahead with the blog post. So that kind of summarizes what you should be putting your attention to in regards to video, audio, and written content. And that is going to make up the bulk of your rich 
content. So the place that you are adding value. Now, what you need to be doing is coupling this with a community building platform. As I said, it needs to be one of these social media platforms that you can have a place to talk to your audience, that you can let them into the behind the scenes of who you are, let them get to know you a little bit better. You absolutely can infuse your rich content with your personality and your interests, but you also want a more real-time platform where you can connect with people on a deeper level. And obviously your main ones here are going to be Facebook and Instagram, in my opinion. Now, just to throw a massive spanner in the works, I firmly believe that you need to have, as I said before, be putting your effort into and focusing on one rich content platform and one community building platform in the beginning. Obviously, the ultimate end goal is that you'll be everywhere, but that doesn't happen until you've got a team. You're better off putting your attention in one. But due to social credibility and just due to the way in which people's minds seem to work these days, I think it's necessary for you to have some type of visibility on both Instagram and Facebook. I think it's important that you do have an account that is active and consistent on both, but where you spend your time and put the most effort can be just one of them that you feel is going to be more relevant for you and your brand. I'll just give you a little bit of an example. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed the other day, as we always do, and there was a video from an Australian guy. He was a Sydney coach who used to be in the health and fitness industry, and then he was really into mindset, and now he was talking a lot about profit strategies. So something that I've been researching a lot lately. So I was like super interested in what he had to offer. I started binging on his content on Facebook, naturally went to go have a little bit of a stalk on Instagram. Couldn't be found. Literally didn't exist. I got really stalky at one stage and I may have found his personal profile, which did not match his business profile. There was a lot of pictures of him and his friends traveling through Thailand. And obviously that's fine. Um, but it just, it it felt very off disjointed to me straight away. Uh, I didn't want to borrow of it anymore. I didn't, I didn't want to know anything about you. It just, he didn't seem to have the credibility that we would have if he had this consistent brand across all of the platforms. If people find you on one platform, it's likely that they're going to want to stalk you on another, regardless of whether they're spending their time on that platform. You know, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I probably don't spend as much time on Instagram other when I'm other than just the stories feature. Um, but when I'm looking for information, when I'm looking to connect and to find people that I want to work with and collaborate with, I'm on Facebook. Um, so, you know, from someone targeting me, that's something that they would need to know about me. But I of course want to know that people exist on Instagram because otherwise it's like they don't exist in real life. Maybe they're fake. I don't know. That's obviously a gross example of, um, having consistency across the platforms, but I truly do believe that you need to have visibility on both and that it needs to be cohesive with your personal brand, with your message, with your values and what you're putting out there across the two platforms. But in saying that you absolutely can focus more attention, more time, more engagement on one of those. So let's think about Facebook for a second here. Facebook is the ultimate social media platform, in my opinion. I really do think that it's able to compete with both YouTube and Instagram in the video and uh, visual image respect. But I still think obviously all of those other platforms are 
so important and you absolutely need to be there. But I think Facebook is doing its best to really try dominate the entire market, even though obviously it, it owns Instagram. We're getting off track here. I digress massively. Let's just talk about the platforms. Okay, Aaron. All right. So Facebook, you've really got to think about the audience who are on Facebook and what they are doing on Facebook. People are going to Facebook to connect. Facebook is all about connection. It's all about relationships. People are on Facebook because they want to see what either the people that they, you know, went to high school or used to hang out with or their family or their friends are doing, what's going on with their lives and what the other people that they are following, what's going on in their lives. You know, a lot of people don't actually believe, and I've even heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about, you know, people aren't on Facebook to look at brands. I just absolutely don't think that's true. I follow heaps of brands on, and I absolutely love to stalk what is going on with them, what they're sharing, what they're thinking about, what they're talking about, what their communities are talking about. Yes, it might be because I'm a little bit of a creep in the research department, but I also really, really enjoy to see what the entrepreneurs that I'm following are up to, what they're talking about, what they're speaking about on Facebook lives and what all of the women are talking about in the multiple groups that I am in. So regardless of all of that, regardless of whether it's of a brand or whether it's of a person, It's all about connection. You want to see what people are up to, what they're thinking about, what they're talking about. And I think Facebook is a really, really great way for you to grow your personal brand in a more professional sense. Don't get me wrong when I say professional, you know, I don't mean pinstripe suit professional. I mean, in a more kind of educational respect, as opposed to, in my opinion, Instagram, where you can be a little bit more of the party you, a little bit more loose, a little bit more personal, talking about your puppy, talking about your favorite drink, talking about the highlighters you just bought. I'm literally looking at things around my office right now. But regardless of that, I think you are bringing the masterclass version of you on Facebook. And I think you can bring the like pants off Friday version of you on Instagram a little bit more. So Regardless of those two, again, you've got to be thinking about where your audience is for these social platforms. Are What's their demographics? What's their interest? What's their psychology? And where are they spending their time? Again, if you are targeting mums, a lot of those mums are hanging out in Facebook groups. They love to communicate with each other. They love to share. They love to support each other. And a lot of them are hanging out on Facebook groups. And I'm not gross stereotyping here. That is just statistics that have been shown. If you are targeting millennials, younger artistic style millennials, they're probably going to be on Instagram. They love them some Instagram. They love to you know, look at amazing images. They love to be inspired by the brands that they follow. They love to follow fashion bloggers and beauty bloggers and health bloggers and things like that. And they love to be inspired on Instagram and again, statistics. So thinking about your audience and thinking about where they're spending most of their time and how that can be complemented by you and your personality and the way in which you're going to thrive the most, and then choosing the platform that is going to best suit you. Now, That is, I know, a whole lot of information and let's just chuck in a little bit of an extra tip in here as well. Another platform that I often get asked about that I don't often give too much of an opinion on because I'm the worst at using it and that's just my honest opinion is Pinterest. Now, I don't actually see Pinterest as a social media or content platform. I actually see Pinterest to be more of a search engine. I think it's like a visual version of Google. I, you know, 
Pinterest does actually have one of the kind of highest session rates in that people spend a lot of time on Pinterest in one chunk. And there definitely is a lot of research that can be done about the psychology of what people are doing on Pinterest. They are building their dream lives. They are getting information for their current life. If, you know, they're building a house, they want to aspire to have a certain fashion sense or buying recipes and all of that stuff. Like, If that's the audience that you're targeting, then absolutely. But you've got to think of it as more of a place to get your stuff seen rather than a place for you to hang out and build a community and engage an audience. So that podcast, that blog, or that YouTube channel that you have, absolutely get that content on Pinterest. And that's the way you can be found more effectively by those people who are spending their time on there. But it's not something that I would say you necessarily need to be putting your effort into community building on, but it's a great platform for growth purposes. So just to summarize, I know this was probably a little bit of a disjointed chat because again, I was trying to be as general as I possibly can because finding the perfect platform for you is going to be uber personal. This is something that I actually spend quite a long time with my one-on-one mentoring clients with working on. I actually help them through the entire research phase. We go through the data and analyze the data together and figure out based on their personality, based on their specialization, based on their goals, which platform is going to best suit them. And then I give them an in-depth strategy into growing their audience on that platform. I can't do that on this because obviously each one of you listening to this is going to be super unique and there is going to be a unique combination of all of those variables that are going to establish the perfect platform for you. But I hope that this kind of broad overview of the different types of rich content platforms versus the social platforms that you have available to you gave you a little bit of an understanding about what you need to do to acquire the information. What you actually need to do is obviously think about your audience and where they are hanging out and don't assume. You know, what do they say? You assume and you make an ass out of you or me or something. I don't know. I think my mom said that to me when I was younger. Do the proper research. One thing that so many people are always doing wrong is they're making assumptions because Gary Vaynerchuk once said something or, you know, I read something on social media examiner. And so you make an assumption based on that. Everything's constantly changing and the best way to know where your audience is is purely to ask them. So thinking about where your audience are, thinking about that rich content type that is going to let you and your unique personality shine. If you're someone who has a super eclectic look and that's how you're differentiating yourself, maybe hiding behind a podcast is not going to help you represent yourself in the best way possible. But obviously, you know, you want to be using and choosing a platform that is going to allow people to see you and to really feel that eclectic style so they can differentiate yourself and you become memorable. So really thinking about the ways and the platforms that are going to help you to best differentiate yourself and best to show off these parts of you that are going to separate you from the crowd. So thinking about where your audience are, where you need to separate, thinking about a rich content platform that's going to best suit you and that's going to be received well by your audience, and then thinking about a place for you to build a community based on, again, what best suits you and where your audience is. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this was a not so confusing way to understand where you need to be putting your attention to. Again, repetition being the mother of all skills, I just want to say is you're better off being more narrow in your decisions in the beginning in that you're better off just choosing one or two places for you to really put your attention into and 
growing from there. When you get help and you get a team, when you get people to kind of handle inbound responses or schedule things for you or do some of the minute details that does take up time in your business and growth of your personal brand, that's when you can absolutely expand and be on all platforms. I would not be able to make this podcast twice a week as well as putting out two YouTube videos and being on the social media platforms that I'm on if I didn't have pretty much a team that does everything for YouTube for me. All I do is rock up, look pretty and talk. Um, So I wouldn't be able to do that. So don't think that you need to be absolutely everywhere in the beginning. Be where you're going to thrive and shine and where your audience is and then grow from there as your business and brand expands. If you have any extra questions on this, I, I, I feel like I got all the information out that I wanted to, but again, I know it was super broad and only just scratching the surface when it does come to these ever evolving social platforms. But if you want to keep the conversation going, as I said, please do come join me in the Make Collective group. I'm always doing Facebook lives in there, talking more in depth. And we do have the weekly live show, hashtag Erin Answers, where if you have any specific questions on the social media platforms or how you can utilize them to grow your personal brand, then you can come join me and ask those questions on those lives that are every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining me today and I so appreciate you being here. I'll see you in the next show. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next episode.